0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Puddle Jump podcast. Today, it is a gross, rainy, and damp day here in Philadelphia as I sit here recording this. I just had a wonderful time with my friend Ajwa, who's the guest on the podcast today. Uh, she and I used to work together. We haven't seen each other in a really long time, we realized when we sat down today to talk. Um, you know, So I just do this podcast in my own time because I like doing it. You know, nobody asks me to do it. Nobody pays me to do it. I just like doing it because I like talking to people and I like hearing their stories. And there's something about sitting down with another person with the intention to speak for one hour, um, brews, I think really intentional, good conversation, um, and sometimes, even though this podcast isn't like a huge undertaking in my life, sometimes when I have a lot on my plate and I have a lot of projects going on, I think, you know, maybe I won't do the podcast anymore. Maybe I'll just stop just for the sake of me not having too many things going on. But then I record an episode like the one we just recorded, and I think I want to do this podcast forever. Ajwa was so great. I She's such a wonderful presence. I love having her around. I love speaking with her. And she really had... No hesitation, just diving into some really deep, um, conscionable topics that uh, are, are good for any place in time, but especially, I think, the climate that we find ourselves in in this society, in this country right now. Um, but I won't tell you too much about it. I'll just let you listen to it and see what you think. So thanks for listening. As always, here is episode four of season, season three of the Puddle Jump podcast. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, it, I know we already got into it a little bit, but tell me, tell me more about yourself and your business and, like, why you're passionate about it, why this is a yeah. thing Yeah,
1: like so um, I'm from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We drink a lot of tea sure. there. <laughs> uh, pretty much every day, Lipton variety. Sure. <laughs> and um, so I, I drink tea every day, and I lived in England for a few years. Mm-hmm. I did a year abroad there, and then I did my master's there um, at the University of London. So obviously this big tea culture there as well. And it's such a soothing meditative yeah. part of my day. And it kind of goes into some of my other interests as far as meditating, uh, using different metaphysical tools. So that's uh, basically how I got into um, dealing with tea. And as I was saying before, when I was younger, I was just like super into like gathering herbs, um, I had like a little garden gathering like little leaves i would like put my brother to work and (laughs) and like set up all these little like pots and bowls and we would like organize like the acorns and um just different pieces of nature so it's just kind of i've always just been a nature lover and everything just weaves in together and i came up with the name heirloom i always just wanted to give back in a way And I came up with the name before I had my little boy last year, but now it's perfect Mm -hmm. because everything I do for the business is to give to him at some point and to also teach him about entrepreneurship and forging your own way. And you don't have to work for someone if you don't want to. And this is the way that you can do it. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your journey starting up. Your own business sort of big endeavor was it scary
1: was uh it it's definitely great it it wasn't too scary so basically i was working uh what they call big law in new york city at this huge law firm uh, working 15 hours a day and I just quit. I quit without having any kind of plan, no job. I was living in Manhattan, wow. had crazy rent to pay. <laughs> like, no, nope, I don't think I'm gonna do this anymore. Yeah, so I was just like, I'm out of here. I can't take this abuse any longer. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I know that I'm always taken care of, and I've always been able to find a job. So I quit my job, I moved to Brooklyn. And I basically temped for longer than I thought I was going to tempt. Mm. I temped, and uh, I met my husband, I think, the next year, thank God, because then he's been taking care of me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kept his um, his corporate job, but because he's been there for so long, he can work from home. They trust him to oh, work great. from home. So that's really nice, like having <clears throat> the baby um, and with him. So my whole Like, um, reason to be is to take care of my son and then to free him from his job at Mm. some point. Like, that's our plan, our crazy plan. So I was very lucky to have someone helping to pay the bills because I don't, the temping was starting to get to me as well. And I think sometimes it's kind of hard to follow your dream when you don't have that extra help. So I was very blessed um, to find him, and we decided we weren't going to be able to afford anything in New York, so we moved down to Philly. His family's from Philly, and I absolutely love it here, and it's been much more affordable for me to do what I want to do. And also, like, vending, there's a huge vending community, so you get to know the under- other vendors, make friends with them, so that's been a great um, experience for about four years now. We've been doing that. Oh, wow, that's
0: mm-hmm. great. I've, I've had other people on the podcast who have – done the vending thing and Mm -hmm. it seems like i mean i'm not a vendor in philadelphia but it seems like the community of vendors and pop-ups is very supportive of one another Mm -hmm. and it's like really breeds a good community it doesn't seem like it's competitive at all
1: oh yeah no definitely uh we need each other and it helps uh for you to when you're first getting into it you might not know um like there's different levels of vending and sometimes it may be <clears throat> something like uh, like Jerry's Corner, where I think a few times I went out there and I was just still like selling random stuff mm-hmm. with people selling power tools, yeah. and just <laughs> super right? super random. Yeah. Like there's no way I would be sitting out there selling tea. Like yeah. that's just and then just getting to know what markets are good for you. And once you make friends with the other vendors, they'll let you know events that you would have no idea about. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, and then just the camaraderie of knowing the people who are out there because i still get nervous setting up for some reason sure. because yeah. people do say crazy things to you while you're out there that they wouldn't say if they were in a store mm. so you don't always like get the respect <laughs> that you want to get yeah. Yeah. As, a, as a store owner but you know people feel that they can say certain things to you so it's nice to have other vendors mm. there to kind of like vent to yeah, or yeah. you know just to tell your stories too which is really nice mm.
0: that's great mm. what how is the um what about the other side of, like, the clientele when you're when you're a mm-hmm. vendor? What's that? What's
1: that like? Oh, I love it because mm-hmm. I love – well, let me see. Omar is better. So Omar is my husband. He works in marketing, mm-hmm. and he's very good with people. He just – sometimes I just leave him, and when I get back, there's, like, all these people surrounding yeah. <laughs> the table. So, um, But also I really love making people happy and bringing joy to them and making, our, one thing that's really important to me, especially when we're sending products out, is that everything's really beautiful and people feel love when they open it. So that part I love. I have people come up and say really crazy things because we have um, sage and incense and crystals. You know, I have people come up, oh, are you doing devil worshiping work? Oh, you sure. know, just like, yeah, yeah. just like different things and so, I've just in the beginning, I think that bothered me, but now it just you know yeah, I just like it's another day, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. like completely brush off. And yeah. I think too, like working so um, as I was explaining before, I took this job at David's Tea mm-hmm. to learn about the tea industry, and definitely working there with those people from oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those yeah. areas where we, yeah. you know, uh, that definitely taught me like not to take anything mm-hmm. personally because yeah. here's a brand that you know people love Mm. and people still have something negative to say so someone like me who's starting off i'm not going to feel bad if you know i just more take it as um you know healthy criticism or, you know, critique. And if I can use it, fine. But if not, there's, like, a lot of miserable people. So. Yeah. I, I think more so often than not,
0: I... those kinds of people who want to start something just mm-hmm. want to start something. Like, regardless, exactly. they'll be mad about anything. It doesn't, like, it's nothing that you're doing. Right. Or a reflection of them just wanting to be grumpy yeah. and inflict their grumpiness on everyone else. Misery loves yeah. company. Yeah, exactly. But the
1: other great thing is having repeat customers mm so that's awesome because we have the same people come over and over again and you get to know them or if they have businesses i really try to support small businesses um you know we just had this crazy crazy election and Mm -hmm. um and this the, the man who shall not be named, <laughs> sure. you know, yeah. <laughs> let's make America great. Let's be yeah. okay, America's already great. Yeah. But on top of that, um, one way to keep America great is to really support, like, small businesses, support the things that people are doing that aren't the brand names. And that's something I try to do daily, think about, like, where can I get this product that's not from, you know, Walmart or whatever the big box brand is. Uh, Soaps. and not that I can do that all the time. But I definitely try to do it, and sometimes it's more expensive. But mm-hmm. once you're a small business person, and you understand all the costs that go into not being able to buy fifty thousand of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth it for me because I know that that's going to pay for you know their children to go to school or food on their um on their plates and things like that. So yeah, so I love I love my clients. I love seeing them over and over again, and uh, yeah, that makes me very happy. That's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell me more. You, you touched on it earlier. Tell me more about um. So the products that you sell, and um, sort of the how you incorporate uh, metaphysical into all of that, and like mm-hmm. the importance of that, and, and how that comes. Yeah. Out.
1: So I think that tea is super meditative. Is, is a meditative process. It can be a meditative process. Just making the tea. I know we a lot of times, um, you know, when we're in a hurry, we just want to use the tea bag, and that's and that's perfectly fine. Because I do that all the time when I'm running out of the house. But also just the um, the process of watching leaves unfurl or uh, you know just taking the time to wait we don't often do that enough because we're always on the run and especially now having a baby i'm like why aren't there any healthy drive-through places sure. that yeah so <laughs> hungry and yeah. so i do understand that living in america we live in a very fast-paced society so it's nice to be able to slow down and think about what we're doing and i feel like tea allows you to do that Having a set tea time, I really uh, love that in England, so um, the person I was with there at the time, I guess they were kind of like in a well-to-do household, but like taking time out to sit and eat, Mm -hmm. or you know, when you have dinner or you have tea time, to think about your day and relate that to your loved ones, I think is a very special time so for me, having tea whenever I meditate, I always make myself tea beforehand. <laughs> so I have my tea there, and I actually I do sip on it while I meditate. Oh, wow. When I I went to Tufts and there was a class. Um, we had this school that's just random classes. It's called the X College, and one of the classes was on mindful meditation, and it just totally opened my eyes up to so many things. And we did a mindful uh, meal together where we ate and no one spoke. So I always have my tea when I do my meditation. Um, So all that wraps into itself, Um, the tea, the meditating. Um, Every morning with my baby, like we walk around and Sage, the house, Mm -hmm. and uh, I ask for um, my mind, body, and spirit to be cleared of any negativity. So to have my concept, as I was telling you before, is to have a tea, it's actually gonna be a tea lounge, so people can sit, have tea, have really like meditative music, and I just have Different ideas for programming, all of that. But on the retail side, you know, you can get your meditation tools. Um, you know, be that some people, and I've had people even freak out at our table because we had oracle cards and mm. just being, you know, and actually had a guy like run away <laughs> from the table. I was like, no. And it, 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 so it's very interesting. My main goal is to have a safe place for people who are different. I think that's sure. my, I've always been like an underdog type of person. Mm-hmm can't stand bullies Mm -hmm. so that's that's basically the whole thing like you can you can not necessarily like follow a traditional path and come here and feel like it's safe it's okay to be yourself Mm -hmm. and that's like the most important thing for me in life is for people to feel like they can be themselves
0: Mm -hmm. (coughs) have you been able since you have a lot of clients that come back and you've gotten to know um some of your customers have you been able Mm -hmm. to sort of go on any of these journeys with them, like maybe they start meditating, and they start drinking your oh, tea, they notice yeah.
1: changes. <laughs> so it's, really, it's really interesting because I have a lot of people, like say um, older African American women who are Christian, but then they're super interested. Like I have this woman, she's Christian, but she bought this really big Buddha mm-hmm. statue for me, and <laughs> she loves it. She's like, I put it in my bedroom, I love it so much. <laughs> and I see her all the time, like not just Usually you see the same customers at the same market. Sure. So I do the Uhuru market. I see, you know, the same people there. Mm-hmm. But I see her she at all, all different markets. <laughs> markets. I don't know how she's <laughs> yeah. there. But um, I first met her on Jazz Jazz on the Ave. And mm-hmm. so she was telling me that she has problems um, speaking out. Or mm-hmm. speaking when she wants, you know, speaking when she needs to. So I was telling her about the throat chakra, doing throat chakra work. And she bought this throat chakra oil. But to see people who you would never think would be interested in these things, Mm -hmm. but they are. Um, And letting them know that it's okay, you know, that it's okay. It doesn't mean, like, you're doing anything bad. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting um, with Christianity, and there's all types of Christians, but sometimes in Christianity you can have um, such this whole, like, good and evil, this thing is bad, and a lot of things get demonized Mm -hmm. that I think may have had more to do with what women did or... You know, I think there's a lot that women did in the past that, that is demonized now and it's probably like, why well, we had like these witch trials and sure, all these sure. like, things like that. Um, so it is nice to see um, to, to see people growing in that way t- that it's okay to, um, to follow your interest in things um, and follow your heart. I mean, if you feel bad about something, then maybe you shouldn't do it because that might bring in some other things. But if it's something that makes you happy, and it's not hurting someone, um, you know. It can be okay, you know. It's it's okay. So I just want to let people know that. And as far as on the tea side, you know, I like to follow up. You know, we have like little. Um, there's there's certain tea companies I'm definitely interested in carrying, but you know, just following up with people about oh, how's your teapot? You know, you how how is that journey going for you? Um, so that's really nice as well to be able to see them and follow up on those type of things. Mm.
0: You know, something I would love to talk to you about now, because I remember you and I when we worked together at David's mm-hmm. Tea, we would talk about this often. How there seemed to be um, sort of tides in the energy of people. Like there, mm-hmm. on any one given day, all of our customers would seem to be in a really bad mood mm-hmm. for some reason. <laughs> or like on another day, everyone would be like really happy. Or right. something strange. Like everyone would be really clumsy on one day, or something like that. Yes. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know what if you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, that? that's that?
1: interesting. I should, no, yeah, I should pay more attention to that at the markets because I have felt that sometimes as well, which is why sometimes I leave it to Omar because mm. he's a very happy <laughs> yeah. like, I can't deal with this today. <laughs> but just letting him, like, cultivate yeah, yeah. the energy there. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I think that there's a lot going on that we're not, privy to because especially like growing up in America we don't consider um, the spiritual nature of things to be wrapped in the everyday mundane Mm. or physicalness of what we're going through so I think we miss a lot and then we're affected by it but we don't know why we're (laughs) we're affected by (laughs) it and then yeah and and we all are and I know that they've done a lot of um, just different um, studies on that like when everybody when everybody is feeling a certain way what type of energy that creates and how it affects the other people and obviously those studies on prayer when um you know the people are in the hospital and you have a group that are prayed for and how fast they recover i'm sure there's all sorts of things like going on on a spiritual level that we don't understand and don't know about because we're just not we're really taught to fear Mm -hmm. all of that and there are people like even like Even in my own case, like, I have dreams all the time. I'm always dreaming. And I just wish there were someone who could help me with Mm. that, but that's always like, oh, no, we can't. You know, that's, like, something that's spooky. Like, people are always like, oh, it's, you know, it's scary. And especially being from the South and (laughs) Christian, like, that's definitely a no-no, even though... Anyway, that's a whole nother So, <laughs> turn to go down, down that road. Yeah, cuz <laughs> they get into a lot of different things as well that are that are from like indigenous spiritual mm. past, but they just don't know it's just been incorporated mm. into into Christianity. So, yeah. So that's really interesting. I got to look out for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during my markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz it's definitely true. Um, yeah that it that it spreads and so I tried to be like that grounding anchor I prefer to go to um, events that are outside on mm-hmm. grass and I think oh, that changes the energy mm-hmm. as well being around trees like being able to take your shoes off put your feet on the mm-hmm. ground and um, and having just a more people and more grounded atmosphere is definitely different from like say and then the type because the type of um, of event because I also do a lot of events like what you might call like in the conscious black community mm-hmm. where it's like all vegan food you know they're they're coming through with the sage and and it's and that's very interesting so that's a different um, dynamic mm-hmm. where people are usually you know pretty um, brotherly sisterly to each other so um, yeah. But if you're out on concrete, that's the yeah, not usually sure. <laughs> the yeah. best, the best place out in the heat. So I think all that has uh, um, an effect on people.
0: Mm-hmm. Can in your experience so far in, in starting up this business and, and moving forward in it, can have you noticed anything or can you comment on um, as a business owner in maybe s- things that have affected you? Because of a particular demographic, like being either because you're a female business owner, because you're a Mm -hmm. black business owner, um, because you're a mother and a business owner, you know, Mm -hmm. these these kinds of things. Has any of that ever been on on your mind?
1: Yeah, I think when, so I've been on this path like longer than I even realized because I don't know, time speeds up magically, well, as it seems when you get older because I left um I left New York. Oh god, Omar was saying that we've been together for 7 years now. I don't know how. But um, so 7 years ago basically when we met was right after I left my job. So, um I think then more things affected me mm. just because I was younger and being in New York. I remember going to see properties where um like say it was like a Hasidic Jew was, was showing the property, they might not speak to me, or they would not think that I was trying to buy the property. They would think that I was either a scout for someone, they wouldn't want to speak to me because, um, they thought that I was trying to get information on the property, like for different clients. But I'm like, no, I'm the person like yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to do the business. Or it could be situations where they didn't want to do business with a woman or like speak with a woman, mm-hmm. um, like who's your representative. So that sort of thing happened more like in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. in New York. Being here now, and I think too, like once you become a mom, you got to get a certain. <laughs> like, you have to protect your child, yeah. so you have to become like way to do more. Like, yeah. Yeah. and I, and now it's like finally being at a big law firm. I think for some reason it didn't kick in back then when I was a lawyer because I was the type of person like, oh, I brought you cookies, sure. and it was like you need to get back to work. Like, <laughs> are you like in the yeah, yeah. you're in the wrong yeah. <laughs> like environment. So I do think in the beginning that was something. Honestly, like growing up, I was never I was never really aware of like the things that feminists talk about. I wasn't never really aware of that until I went to college and started learning mm. about feminism. I never grew up where I felt like there wasn't anything that I could do or my parents didn't raise me in that way. I was it was always like the bar was set really high for me. So I, I don't think um in that way, and I think now too that when you're married, it's a lot of stuff you can unload to the other mm. person. And I do. So my so my husband is <clears throat> also a partner in our business. So I think that's definitely something. If I don't want to deal with a man, I will um, have Omar deal with them. So I can definitely see if I was on my own, that was that would be probably something that gave me some anxiety mm-hmm. because. It's just like, sometimes you just aren't taken seriously. And I think especially too, I went to an event and I'm like holding a baby. I'm sure I'm dirty. I'm trying to like pull my white shirt down and it's becoming unbuttoned in my stomach. So I know I looked a mess. (laughs) My landlord who is awesome. She's, um, I think she's East African. She's buying up all these buildings. She's a little bit older than I am. She's got these different restaurants. She's amazing. I basically moved there because I recognized in her that she could be a mentor for me. And she was having a um, some sort of government program for small businesses, so I wanted to go and meet people. But, yeah, I know on first glance when people look at me, they're just like, oh, you know, black mother in West Philly, they're not really giving – they're not thinking of you in a business sort of way. But as soon as I start speaking to them, then I think they're like, okay, this person is serious – Um, And when you, after you've done business a while, you know certain words and lingo to drop so that they know that you're serious. Oh yes, when I get my building and I do the build out and yada yada yada, they're like, oh okay, yeah, this person knows because I've been around enough business owners who are not necessarily educated in a lot of different ways about their business. I don't mean just not, I don't mean like educated in general sense, but about business, about different licensing. That you can tell that pretty quickly when you talk to someone how far they need to go to really get themselves off the ground. And it takes a while, you know, it takes a while to even understand, oh, I need a, I need, oh, a license to charge the sale. You know, just different things that you might, even for tea, because people don't really expect um, that you're going to need a license for um, a dry good such as tea. But I got very lucky and I was given a license in my Home, but at the time I didn't have a baby. Mm-hmm. So now that I have a child, it's like renting out a commercial kitchen. So there's just all these small things that make being a small business owner um very difficult for people um who might not have the capital or who might not have the know how on how to navigate. Because sometimes it's just like a link to a link to a link to a sure. link to try yeah. to find um certain answers, and it can be very discouraging. So. Um, and the other thing too, I think, is that I haven't taken advantage of is uh, getting in touch with more networking with women and black- owned businesses. I did that more in New York and um, taking advantage of some of the um, some of the programming that's there.
0: Do you have um, more projects in mind, or like a vision for new directions that you want to take your business in? Sir? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like too many. I mean, because like I was saying, the whole idea is to have a safe space. Mm-hmm. So like every morning, I want to have mindful meditation. So where I live in West Philly, um, there's a lot of anarchists mm-hmm. on those several blocks, mm-hmm. and so uh, there's this place to A Space. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do mindful meditation every morning. Mm-hmm. And you can just go. I mean, I think usually the guy that's in there, he's probably usually the only person that's in there doing yeah. it on most days. Yeah, 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 But it's nice to have a place that you know that you can go and sit and do that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something I want to do. I want to have a m- mentoring programming for younger girls called The Jewels of Heirloom. It's just, like, all this stuff in my business plan where I'm, like, I want to have, like, guest DJs come I want to do like a soulful Sunday. So, for people who don't go to church, there's a place that they can come and hear like um, spiritual talks. So, I want to have a nice flat screen where, you know, you can put on Oprah's, I don't know what her, the show she has, Super like Soul Super Sunday. Soul. Thank yeah. you. I used to watch these things and yeah, now yeah. we don't have TV. So, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Super Soul Sunday or, you know, whatever, Deepak's, you know, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who, whoever, Wayne Dyer, mm-hmm. like put something that on so people can oh this is a place where Mm -hmm. i can come and get my like spiritual you know burst of whatever and then the last thing um besides the music stuff that i definitely want to do is have a gratitude circle Mm -hmm. so maybe every wednesday i think gratitude is super important for um well for your mindset for one thing but also like manifesting what you want in life so One reason I have, sometimes I have issues with going to church is because every time I go, I feel so guilty and terrible when I leave. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to church today. And then I go, I'm like, oh my God, I'm an awful person. I don't think you should feel like that when you you leave. So having a place where people can come and talk about all the good things in their life, I think it's very important for to our mental health because I honestly feel especially as a black woman living in America your mental health takes mm. a toll I mean I th- this may be kind of a little bit like controversial to say, but I think that most brown people in America have some sort of like mental mental illness. I don't like really like to use that word mental illness, but some sort of like um I prefer like spiritual crisis. Like you have these like breakdowns because of, because of the type of society that we le- live in and the behavior that's normalized here. Um so I want to be able to cre- create that space where people just feel loved when they mm-hmm. come in because that especially living in the city um, that can be something that's lacking.
0: Do you think that um, a big problem that contributes to that is because there there's a stigma against treating that sort of thing or because there aren't enough spaces or support for people to talk about what they're dealing with?
1: Um, I think it's the same. I think, yeah, that's really interesting. So when I lived in New York, oh, my God, those have breakdowns every day. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, which had a lot to do with a lot of different yeah. things. <laughs> but um, I – so basically I've been going to a – I have been going to a psychiatrist probably from the age of 18 until, I don't know, at least at least for probably about 20 years. And I I think there's a place for that. But I also think it can become a crutch mm. and sometimes just like rehashing negative stuff in your life mm. and paying someone $500 yeah, yeah. an hour is not the best way to get out sure. of something. So I'm hesitant to say – so I do I, – I, and, and I think, too, I think that it ties into what I was saying before is that spirituality isn't really um, – addressed in our everyday life. So you have like medicine, the medical establishment over here, and then you have spirituality where those two things like may be entwined. And um, and I just remember seeing a while ago, uh, someone had um posted a video about um, uh, bipolarism. And is it is it bipolar or are you having a, a spiritual breakdown? Mm-hmm. And so basically their point was, western medicine does all these things to stop this process from going through and you may need to go through it to um to get to your next higher self so if you're um medicating yourself and you're doing all these things to 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 kind of like stop the cycle that you're going to you end up repeating the cycle over and over again where it may be a case that um what you need is to be surrounded by lots of love and lots of um loving in a loving environment within a safe space where you're not going to hurt yourself with like lots of loving individuals around you to let you like go through your crisis like whatever it needs and kind of like um I do to say like get it out of your system in a way. So for so for being African American and living here in a place where you don't necessarily feel valued all of the time um this this country just has never gone through like what it needs to do to kind of Mm. address that it's like where you know for if you're um if you're of jewish descent it's okay to say like never forget but for a black person you can't say never forget because like why are you black people still talking about that slavery thing but you would never say that Mm -hmm. to people who have gone through other Mm -hmm. atrocities it's only with black people it's you know it's this thing but people haven't for one, it wasn't that long ago, and all of the things that shot out from that, as far as um, Jim Crow, segregation, Reconstruction, and now with the prison industry, that's just is like the one way you can still enslave people. With all that still going on, it's like the trauma, the traumatization is still there. Yeah, yeah. So, like recently, I got on Facebook, Recently, so about two years ago, I got on Facebook for the first first time. Oh mm. my god, that's like the most traumatizing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like absolutely insane because not yeah. only are you seeing <laughs> like is a nightmare place. Every yeah. terrible thing that happens, everybody is re like rehashing yeah. it like yeah, yeah, over yeah. and over again. So like when these ki- the the police killings, how they it was so people were like really traumatized. And If you think about our DNA and um, kind of like carrying tragedy so if we're like our ancestors for those of us who um, had ancestors who were enslaved in this country it's like you're constantly you know reliving these things and now like what's going on <laughs> it's super crazy um, with the, uh, them trying to bring back stop and frisk mm-hmm. and different like legal ways to harass people um, yeah so that's like really interesting but I do think there's definitely definitely a taboo in the black community um, against uh, the medical industry in mm. general, which I can't say you know, I can understand sure. but having a father who's a doctor um, but who also is very spiritual and also into like natural ways uh, I can see both both sides of it. So um, yeah.
0: Do you think that's in, and you were telling me earlier about um, like your birth experience and choosing to do a natural birth, mm. do you think that sort of Um, fusing medicine and spirituality is something that We especially in this country and
1: society need to focus more on. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's I honestly I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we're so sick. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying, like I do think most people when you go to other countries and you see how they're living, you you just got back from your. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure like it's so amazing, (laughs) (laughs) especially like going to um, Asian countries, Mm -hmm. you know, and just seeing how all of that is infused to day to day life, and then Mm -hmm. living in a country that's so um capitalistic and geared towards like how much money can we make like how can we maximize our profits that's always like you go to work like really like that's our point in being on this earth and i think that stress leads a lot to sickness and if we were able to deal with that and because like spirituality is taken out of everything you're not able to ground yourself so all of all of that definitely works hand in hand and then too i think some people follow religions that aren't necessarily conducive to their health Mm. like it's good if you love christianity you should be a christian but if you've been a christian for 80 years and you're still negative and you know spiteful like there may be Mm -hmm. something else that you need to look into and i don't think always like um we're given that freedom i had like this uh, trump supporter tell me the other day um, well, I voted for Donald Trump because he's, um, he's going to protect our religious freedoms. I oh, my religious freedoms of who? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, the, and that's, I, <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, what, what why people are so, af- why Christians are so afraid, and I try never to make any decisions, like, based on fear at all, um, but look at what's going on like there's no religious freedom for other people Mm. i mean that's that's great we need to have religious freedom for christians but we also need to have religious freedom for you know people who are buddhists people who are you know sikhs people you know obviously different religions you can't just talk about christianity and then feel like this is um having an inclusive and tolerant um environment so, and I think that's all important for our state of mind. When you live in an intolerant place with bullies, no matter if you want to say that you're a spiritual person or not, it's not, um, it doesn't foster love. And I think, I was, I've just been reading, um, oh God, what's the name of that? Shambhala, Art of the Warrior. Um, I don't know if you've ever read it, but I had a friend just give it to me and one of the chapters talks about being polite and that we're not. Just polite, just just because it's a formality. But we're polite to extend love to mm. people, like we shake their hand to let them know that it's going to be okay. And that's like one thing I think we could use more in this society is you know even working at David's Tea, mm. speaking to all the millions of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <or> walking <laughs> yeah, would you like yeah. to have some tea? Like that's like really important. I think mm-hmm. that we lose some of that. Just getting up every morning and grounding yourself, because this is not necessarily an easy place to live, especially when you travel and you see other places that are yeah. much more peaceful. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I think uh, Maya Angela used to say, you can tell how you're doing in life by how someone responds to the mention of your name. Oh. So if if, uh, if you weren't here and, and someone mentioned your name, and I was like, ugh, Ajwa, <laughs> ugh. Maybe there's some things you need to work on, but if you weren't here and someone mentioned your name, I'd be like, oh, she's so sweet. I, I love having her around. You know, then you're doing uh, something Thank you, right. thank you, yeah, thank that's, you. That's how I would react. <laughs> for the I record. appreciate that. <laughs> so, do you, um, do you have any do you have any advice or I don't don't really like to use the word of mm-hmm. advice, but do you have anything that you would like to extend to maybe someone who is on the precipice of embarking on their own journey, starting their own oh, business yeah. or or even if it's something like um, a new meditation or they want to get into, you know, mm-hmm. herbs and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so I think. Um, if you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur or a business owner, I don't really like to use the word, I use it all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to use it less, more business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's just more yeah. powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> entrepreneur sounds like, oh, I'm kind of dabbling, I'm trying to do something. Like, no, I, I am doing it. Uh, just not to give up and to stick with your vision mm-hmm. because... I know this person, I'll say it like this, I know this person who's been working on different business ideas, like, it seems like their entire life, and I don't want to be that person <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah, she's been working on this idea, I don't know whatever happened yeah. to it, and there are going to be other people who have your idea, but no one can do exactly what you do, so mm-hmm. just staying, just staying on your path, and getting help. So like one thing that um, I can suggest, so for instance for my logo, when I lived in New York, I knew someone who worked at um, the Art Institute. Mm-hmm. So I would go in every, I don't know, every other, every two weeks and talk to her class about what I was doing and they would drop all these different concepts for me as far as the logo. And then at the end I had maybe like 40 different logos to pick from for free. I mean, mm-hmm. I ended up paying. Her forward, but just kind of thinking outside of the box on how to get things done. So, and something else I did was um, the business plan competition. So that uh, that was at a library, um, the business library in New York. So you know you would have to have a business plan coach, and you have to have your business plan done by this amount of days, and every. There were like different classes that you would take on the different sections. So just finding like smarter ways to like not spend money. I know like at the, I go to the um tea and coffee festivals oh, sure. and conferences mm-hmm. when they come, but I don't um, I don't think it's necessary to like spend a lot. You know I, I, there was like some uh buy you know how to run a tea business for whatever a thousand dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't think that's necessary. You can go get a job at David's Tea. Mm-hmm. You know for a couple or you can um. What else was I going to say? You can um, just like just finding alternative ways of doing things. Um, And, you know, the small business bureau going there. I haven't always found them to be like that effective. Most things you can find out for yourself. Now that we have the Internet, everything you need to know. Anything. Even I met somebody and they were making tea. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take all these herbalist class, which I did take some online. But you don't have to spend like thousands and thousands of dollars. Now you can learn everything you need to know off. Off YouTube. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And then as far as um, spirituality and meditation, that is such, for me, that's just like an um, inward journey. You don't have to... Um, that's another thing where, so I'm a very free spirit type person Mm -hmm. and I usually will do something and then I'll read it in a book. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. For sure. So I think really following like whatever it is that you're into and what you like to do and making a space for that. So one thing that probably sounds really scary to a lot of people is what's really important to me, like how you have your little space right here is like having a little power. I always call it a little power spot. I think I read some shamanic book a while ago and they talked about p- having your power spot. And some people may call it an altar, which sounds like kind of like spooky to people, but it's just, to me, it's like having like a little tiny church mm-hmm. in my house and like all the like good energy, like radiating yeah, yeah. from that space. And you can have, I mean, you can have a cross there. You can have your little Buddha there. You can have um, a little flower or dried flowers your incense, your herbs, your sage, your Palo Santo stick, your crystals, whatever it is, or, you know, your, your grandmother's china, like, whatever it is that is really special to you, you know, a locket that someone gave you, and just, like, um, giving that place priority, you know, keeping it clean, like, switching it up, you know, um, at different times when you feel led, but not making it. For me, like, religion is uh, rules, So, not necessarily like following rules. It's fine to like have your religion, but it's also nice to cultivate like your spirituality on your own time and on your own terms and not feeling like it's something like you have to do, but feeling like led, feeling led by, if you want to say spirit, by God, your higher self, your angels um, to follow the path that you want to follow without, you know, feeling any stress from anyone. Mm -hmm. And meditation does not have to be. I had someone recently; they came in my shop and said they were having a hard time kneeling. She's like, "I really want to pray, but I'm having a hard time <laughs> yeah. kneeling." And this person was about sixty something years yeah. old. Like, I have a lot of talk to a lot of older people, yeah. and um, and you don't. It doesn't you have, have to, to, to be. Yeah, you don't have to kneel to pray. Mm. You don't have to. Um, sit in a certain way to meditate i mm-hmm. know um so i practice reiki too and so one thing that i do is in the morning when i first r- wake up you don't even have to move you can sit there and do your meditation mm-hmm. right there sometimes i set a meditation timer um or you can do a meditation walking or you can do a meditation having a meal it's more about um quieting your mind when you're feeling that um all of the thoughts are going crazy and just coming back and sometimes you may sit and meditate or walk and meditate whatever you're doing and you're brain is busy the whole time it's the last five seconds (laughs) you're able to quiet yourself but it's just like finding solace in that because I I really feel like it's all a journey being an entrepreneur it's like just enjoying every day of it and not like oh I gotta have this storefront I have to you know I have to get here because maybe I'm never going to get there but I want to enjoy every moment because I'm now starting to get on the other side of being young I'm not so young anymore (laughs) so just um not having so much pressure because I know that was one thing that I dealt with in the beginning being in the in the health community is oh you're not a raw foodist oh you don't no I'm not actually on Friday I'm gonna go have a beer yeah like that's (laughs) my life and I don't want to feel bad about Mm -hmm. it and I think um guilt stress none of these things are helpful for for our journey so that's what I would say just feeling comfortable um where you are and not because um, it's a big problem that I deal with not comparing myself mm. to other people oh my goodness this person especially having gone to law school like that really messes your brain up like being around lawyers <laughs> sure. I tell you it's just like you're, it's like a constant competition like oh I have this job and I was never like that before but mm. getting into that definitely like made me more made me start to become like that so um, catching myself you know like it's okay like my life is great. Actually, my life is wonderful and being happy about my life and not, you know, looking at what other people are doing. Do you
0: have um, any stress now that you have a child about him growing up and sending him out into
1: the world (laughs) and and just sort of absorbing all of these, all of these things? Um, Well, one thing that my husband always tells me is I'm very persuasive, which I never (laughs) knew. I wish I had known that when I was a lawyer. I was like, really? So I don't so I worry about that because both of our parents are very religious. Mm-hmm. I am not religious. Mm-hmm. And so I was super stressed about mm-hmm. that, even him going over there mm-hmm. because they're always like praying over him. Yeah. I'm like, what are they saying? <laughs> like it makes me really paranoid. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it's okay because he's gonna be with me sure. most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um I know that I'm very smart mm-hmm. <laughs> and which took me a while to get to that point, like, oh, I am an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. And um, letting, and I think just him. Like I said, we have the internet now. Now that you're able to research and travel, I think is very important because I think that that happens a lot of time. I see, especially people. I shouldn't call it the South, but I'm from the South, so like being stuck in the South, like sure. never, like never leaving South Carolina. Like some people, like people hate to travel, like not wanting to go anywhere you can't expand your mind. So that's like my first thing. He's already been on a plane twice in these eight months. Oh my God. I have, I know people who've never been on a plane. So, oh yeah, I'm just like, we're going to, we're going on a cruise next year, so I've been trying. I was like, oh yeah, he's going with us so he can see all the islands. Mm. And I take him to the art gallery like on Fridays. Like he's been going to the art gallery like since he was like three months old. And everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe like (laughs) this little baby to all their like little functions and he's Mm -hmm. watching the music. We took him to the Cherry Blossom Festival. I think he was three months then, wow. which if I was three months, I see these furry characters, I would be really scared. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> just getting him out. So I know he's going to be so exposed mm-hmm. to culture that I'm not really that stressed about it. I was about the religion thing, but also too, that's his choice. If mm-hmm. he decides that he wants... Um, that, you know, he's going to be a Christian or he wants to be a Christian minister. That's that's his choice. Um, and I'm going to support him. Whatever he wants to do, I'm going to support him. And I don't think that um, children get that a lot. It's all, it's like, I'm a Republican, you have to be a Republican. I'm Catholic, you have to be Catholic. I'm Jewish, you got to marry a Jewish You know, it's always like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be, I want him to have a, um, a good relationship with me to be able mm-hmm. to talk to me about what well, he, not be scared. Sure. You know.
0: Even though he's so young and he doesn't have the language to respond yet, he's mm-hmm. already absorbing
1: all of yeah. this that you're exposing him to all the time. Oh yeah. They said like they start start recording like from birth, I don't know, wow. to like six years old. Like that's your internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. So whatever your parents were saying around you, you know, you have those things that we say in our mind. That's like your parents. But you're like, is that me or is that yeah, my yeah. mom speaking? <laughs> yeah. So with, I'm always like, you're a genius. Yeah. Which is kind of scary because I think that's what Kanye's mom told him. <laughs> so I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to turn out. Yeah, it's yeah. kind we'll of see. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, although I do think that he is. I do think that Kanye is a genius. Mm-hmm. I just think he's very, um, almost too uh, uh, honest, mm-hmm. and people yeah, yeah. can people can't deal with that. Yeah, yeah. They're like he went on a crazy rant. Mm-hmm. I said no, he was probably telling the truth, but you know we uh, we can't deal with it, so we're just yeah. gonna call it a crazy right. rant. There's no there's nothing wrong with him. I do I really don't think that there's yeah, anything yeah. wrong with him. Yeah. He's, he's just the way that he is, and you yeah. want everyone to be the same. So yeah, so anyway, yeah, they said between um birth until six years old. So I'm um, definitely, you know, you're a king, mm-hmm. and and um, cause I think that's another thing in the in the black community that I think we super suffer from is low self esteem, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember I can't I can't remember who some 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 psychiatrist I was listening to and they were saying you know you're observing like um. Uh, a white mother and her child at the bank and a black mother and her child at the bank and so there's um this woman she was observing these two people and so the white mother is letting her little boy like you know i think they were like maybe like six or seven you know like walk around ask questions you know touch things and she's watching the black mother it's like you stand there and don't say anything mm-hmm. you know and it's and it's that not allowing people to explore because of the fear of Back in the fifties, you you couldn't say anything. You couldn't just walk around, and I and we we're still carrying that, from, I'm sorry, not the sixties, but we're still carrying that from before when we weren't able to be free in society, um, either from and not just I'm not talking about slavery, just Jim Crow, just like just being a black person in society, not being able to look white people in the mm. eye. Or, you know, a white person calling a black person boy or girl that's older than they are. So we're still um, dealing with those challenges. So for him, it's so funny when he stands up, he's always, like, stands up like a little soldier. You know, so I'm like, oh, my goodness, I gotta work on my posture. Like, this guy. But he's so, like... Yeah and he like he's looking at every single wow. person like he is like yes I am a little king yeah. because these babies now they're like royalty they come mm-hmm. out and they like expect to be treated a certain way yeah. and I know people are like these little spoiled kids but I don't see that see it see it like that at all they already know that they are God's children you know mm-hmm. they're very aware that, you know, this is my kingdom. Yeah, yeah. You are my giant. Yeah. What are you going to do for me? <laughs> you're my giant. <laughs> Where is my giant? Yeah. <laughs> so but you know, but I'm okay with that because I feel like, yeah, we need black children who are, you know, yes, stand up straight. You know, speak look people into look people in the eye. It's okay, you know, you don't have to be scared of someone because they don't look like you. Mm. And you're you're just as important. You're just as smart as everyone else. So, yeah, so that's super important to me to make sure he feels like, you know, he's, like, on top of the world. Yes, we're traveling. We're doing all these things. Wow. Yes, you're very special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if he comes out spoiled, oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll work itself yeah. so well. out.
0: <laughs> Do you remember what you were like
1: when you were a kid? Um, I don't remember so much, but I know my aunt, she, she used to always call me like, um, like Lady Die. Oh, here comes Lady Die. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that. And then I was speaking. So this woman, she's one of my dad's patients and, um, uh, she's probably, she might be a little bit older than my dad. My dad, he, we, we just had birthdays like back to back. Mine was just last week and his is the day before. And, um, she, he was the first black doctor in our town mm, wow. and she's she said she would never think that she would ever go to a black doctor but my dad's like the best doctor mm. you know in the town and um and sh- and she was saying oh yeah i remember oh i remember you when you were little oh no actually this is somebody else um anyway but she was saying um oh i remember you when you were little this is my dad's i'm sorry wrong person <laughs> okay. this is my dad's my dad's um another person who was married to a doctor, the wife. Mm -hmm. So I recently saw her, older white woman, Mm -hmm. and she was saying, um, oh, I remember when you were younger, you would be bossing everybody around, (laughs) telling all the boys, like, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. (laughs) And I don't remember any of that, but it was Mm -hmm. just so funny. Like all the other like doctors, children, I guess, Mm -hmm. like who are younger, just like, you know, telling them like what their positions are. And I do remember with my cousins, just because I was the oldest cousin, I'm the oldest child that, you know, I would be, I'd be like, okay, we're gonna do a play, yeah. you know, and this is all what we're gonna do. Like in my mind, I always had like a very big imagination mm-hmm. and I still have like a really big imagination. I think that's really important for creating. But yeah, and we went to a, um, we went to a, uh, oh, what do you call those schools? Where you basically can do what you want Montessori school. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and my brother went to a, Mon- yeah. <laughs> a Montessori. I remember one year we went to a school and we had a, a public school and they had desks and it was like... <laughs> they had desks. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> too much structure. And because we are in this small town, we were always um, riding our bikes downtown, mm. like really young, like doing what we wanted to do. So I've just always been like that. Mm. I can't like do have any job for too mm. long because it makes me feel like a crazy person. Sure. Like. So I'll do it for, I'll be like, oh yeah, this is fun, six months, nine months, a year, yeah, yeah. then I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my god, give me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, I had to be an entrepreneur because there's not, yeah. there's no other really way for me. And you can change it as, at your leisure. It's always adapting with you. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, and I always have all these ideas, so I'm like, yes, I yeah, can yeah. Like, work on this. Great. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first memory? Oh, goodness, that's crazy, because we were just talking about this. Um, Yeah, I was just talking about this with my husband about our. uh, I think maybe just a couple of days ago, first memories. Um, I don't know. I can't like pinpoint one first memory because my mom took so many pictures. Oh, sure. Sometimes I'm not sure if I remember Mm, or if it's just like convinced yourself that
0: you remember. Yeah, Yeah.
1: if it's just like looking at this picture. Um, But I think that (laughs) I remember when. and it's so interesting having a child now and seeing everything through his mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, I had a granny. I thought she was my granny. I called her my granny, but she was my babysitter at a time. Mm-hmm. This older woman. Um, she had like a white afro. Mm-hmm. She took care of me and these other and these two other little girls. And she also had borders in her house. And I just remember all these doors <laughs> and just like running, running, yeah. running through all these rooms. But mm-hmm. now that I have a child and I'm constantly carrying him. Mm-hmm. I can see and I do remember all my dreams from when I was a child because oh, wow. I had them for so long mm-hmm. the same dreams over and over again so when I carry him and I'm walking through all these different mm-hmm. doors I'm like he must think like because he's sort of like he a still, castle yeah, yeah. <laughs> in his like close to his spiritual mm-hmm. self so just like, all these portals, like, whoa. And every time he wakes right, up, right. like, being in a different place, like, yeah. how that must be, being a child. But I just remember how exciting that was. And mm-hmm. there was a marsh behind our house where we used to gather um, blackberries mm-hmm. and play with all the kids in the neighborhood. So I just remember always feeling like I was on an adventure, mm-hmm. like, to go discover things. And I would just, like, drag my brother along. Like, <laughs> okay, this is what's going on. Somebody, like, stole this stuff from the museum, and we got to find it. Yeah, yeah. And so we find pottery along the way, like, so that that's
0: what we get. Well, we're at about yeah. an hour. Oh, what? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you want to end on? Anything you want to talk about?
1: Um, no, I just want to thank you for oh, thinking you. of me. Yeah, like I had such a great time yeah. with you. Because I told you, I um was so impressed by you oh, and please. like yeah by like your age because I for some reason in my oh, mind I was yeah, just I always like that. you were learning you're how old I was. I was so <laughs> shocked. I was like, oh my god, yes so mature i'm like cuz the rest of these people yeah. <laughs> I remember
0: that and you were like but you you watched the cosby show
1: <laughs> You're like there are reruns <laughs> Always so knowledgeable about everything <laughs> that I said, and it was so funny because Cammy was so she she always be like, you know, since you're like the mature one, like just say that I'm old, okay, Cammy. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you know, if you can just watch everybody else, yeah. since you're the mature one. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so just like yes, yeah, so thank you. I'm super excited to see like what everything that you're doing with your travels because I think like what you're saying about doing um like what you love like Mm. cultivating that on the side is kind of the best way to do it because i was just talking to my brother about that um kind of like when you start doing what you like for money how it can become really stressful you don't like it anymore yeah yeah. so yeah so yeah i'm definitely interested to see like everything that you do yeah excited for you and your journey because i I do think you're definitely going down the right path with like the traveling Yeah, oh, and craft beers. You. you can't go wrong. Oh, with that. of course. <laughs> yeah,
0: just to be surrounded by craft beer all yeah, the time. And people, yeah, and for people—yeah,
1: not to be scared. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing with the with the entrepreneurship thing. You know, if you can do it while you're working, like don't quit your job and like try to take on this stuff. Like just mm-hmm. do it, cultivate it, like while you're working, because it everything is so time consuming and the years go by quickly and the same thing with spirituality like don't be scared there's nothing you are not evil there is i personally don't believe that there's such a thing like that good and evil how how they teach it to us a lot of times but um don't don't fear and anybody can uh, can call me if they ever like want to talk about these things because i'm always definitely down for um conversations on spirituality so um yeah if you want to try something new if you want to set up a home altar Anything like that? Um, I'm at Heirloom Philly. You can um, on Instagram, and I think our Facebook is also Heirloom Philly or Heirloom Bohemian Boutique. I think it's the Facebook. Um, so yeah, you can always um, uh, contact me, Heirloom at gmail.com. If you have any questions about entrepreneurship or um, t- any topics on spirituality, I'm always down to like help people out. Awesome! Yeah, Thanks yeah, so, so much thank for being you. here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate
0: it.